Hi guys, this is Pablo, and this is uh, Super Rocket Mr. Magic, <laughs> holding it down on the ones and twos. Um, this is Reform Thinker Podcast, or at least that's what we thought it was going to be called. Uh, apparently, there is another podcast out there called Reform Thinker Podcast, um, which you can find on iTunes as well. Um, and it looks like they've been around longer, though I did a good search before I picked this name. Um, anyways, anywho. Um, so we will continue as Reform Thinker podcast um, until that other person comes to my door and beats me up. <laughs> uh, but anyways, thanks for listening. This is episode number six, and we will be talking about the topic and things of that nature when it comes to evangelism. Uh, that big scary word. Evangelism. Right, in the French, like you uh, just <laughs> clearly. <laughs> um, so uh, evangelism. Uh, what is it? How do we as Christians pursue evangelism? And um, should we do it? And should we? Right? Should should we do it? We'll deal with um, some common um, objections to evangelism. So first, what is evangelism, Miguel? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, you caught me off guard. Um, evangelism would be, of course, uh, proclaiming the gospel, or a.k.a. the good news of Jesus Christ, um, to unbelievers. Um, that's what evangelism is, yeah. Um, even though I like to think that all of us need evangelism anyways. All of us need evangelism anyways. Um, and, uh, we all need the gospel, and to be reminded of the gospel. Hmm. So it's kind of like... But mainly to unbelievers. I'm sorry. I just no. That's okay. I like your ranting. Um, so, so evangelism is um, just a tag along to what you said. Is going out into the world and proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ, namely that Christ has come to the earth to die in place of those sinners who would believe. Now, obviously, there are nuances to that, and by that I mean, of course, there's theology like that we have to, you know, unpack, unpack, right? But basically, the gospel is the good news that Jesus has died in the place of those who would believe, those that are chosen by God beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, that sinners, lost, dead, pagan sinners who hate Christ, can be regenerated and be made new to love who they used to hate, which is Jesus Christ. (laughs) And so that great glorious gospel that we as Christians remember every day Mm -hmm. um, is what we go out into the world to proclaim. Um, So how can you do that? How do you do that? So let me ask you, how do you go proclaim the gospel? Um, uh, There's uh, Obviously there's different ways of doing it. And I think it's funny because... Uh, when you think about evangelism, the immediate picture that you have is this guy who stepped on a cardboard box, and he's got a Bible in his hand, and he's screaming at people and pointing at people and telling them how wrong they are, mm. and how they, you know, if they don't repent, they're going to go to hell, and he's got a couple of signs in the back that says, turn or burn. Yeah. So, um, so but that's not, that's not exactly, you know, there's different ways that you can evangelize, um, and so, um, 
you know, we're, we're A, mainly called to do it. We're all, as Christians, called to proclaim the gospel. Um, mm. It's kind of the reason why we're here. Otherwise, we'd be in heaven. There's no reason for us to be here. Mm. Um, and so God has called us to do that. Um, and so when we have that in Matthew, uh, the last chapter of Matthew, I don't know if it's 28 or 27, but it's in the last chapter. And so God, you know, Jesus, you know, just says, hey, you know, go on, you know, and preach the gospel to the ends of the earth. So the way, there's different ways to do it. And uh, the way that I've learned to do it um, was actually talking, when I started, it was actually talking to random people, um, like at the mall where I started. Uh, and I started to pick up on things and stuff like that. Um, but the way I do it now is I like to uh, build relationships, you know, get to know you, stuff like that, and see who you are. Um, well, I'll stop you there. So what if you don't build a relationship with that person? Do you ever do like what I like to call, quote unquote, cold call evangelism? So you oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, just stop somebody in the middle of the street and be like, listen, have you heard of the gospel? Oh, no, 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 yeah. So you don't do that? No, I don't, no. Okay. Have you ever done that? Uh, well, what do you mean? Like, like I'm walking down the street, I'm going to go pick up some milk. No, well, sure. So, I guess... Or like, or like, I'm going to the mall, I'm planning to preach the gospel. Yeah, like that. Yeah, I've done that, yeah. Okay. I mean, we've done that together in ASU. Yeah. Uh, we've gone to ASU, Arizona State University, and just, you know, gone out with gospel tracks and just go proclaim the gospel yeah. to people and just randomly stop people. So, so the, so let's let's I can't, I'll I'll lead a little bit here to try to get us to a point because there's a point that I want to get to. Obviously, God, sorry, I, that's okay. That's uh-huh. okay. That's that's totally fine. <laughs> so, so how about this? So there are a few ways that you preach, can that you can preach, preach the, gospel, the gospel, which I would say one would be the cold call, uh, pro, you know, gospel right, proclamation. So a cold call. How about you? What would be one for you? Um, one would be, like I said, uh, building relationships. So I get to know who you are. Mm-hmm. I know who you, like, what you, whatever it is. I just build a relationship with you. Um, I don't necessarily bring it up out of nowhere. Um, but I sort of lead it into there. Cause I think Look for opportunities. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think it's kind of awkward if like we're having a conversation about bikes and I go, Hey, do you know who Jesus is? It's kind of, it's just an out of nowhere, you know? So, uh, a lot of times, um, and you become good at it. A lot of times you just start realizing like, oh, I could lead that towards right, the gospel. Right. So uh, either we're talking about car crashes or we can even talk about bikes. And I can say, hey, what if you got into a bike accident and, you know, you die. It's just super yeah. simple. Yeah. So uh, and, and then I just, of course, I take it there and I, and I take them through the process that I use to proclaim the gospel. Okay. So, um, so we could at least rely on – well, not rely, but we can at least say that there's two – so the one, the cold calling, proclaiming mm-hmm. the gospel, yeah. and two, the the way that you do it, which is the relationship building, um, in order to ha- take an opportunity and proclaim the gospel. Yes. So I would agree. I mean, I, if you're out there and there's a different way that you do it, that's, I mean, obviously we don't know what opportunity, I mean, huh. this, these are only like ways that we've seen that the, the gospel has been proclaimed, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um, I've also seen um, another way, which is, again, the soapbox guy, the guy that stands out, you know, in a crowd, in a park, and yeah. just, you know, on a, on a soapbox proclaiming the gospel, guys like Ray Comfort, you know, who interact with people like that, 
Um, that's but another see, way to do I don't it. F- see, I don't feel like he sits out on the box, and do- I feel like he still, it's still personal, you know. Well, he sure, still does sure. cold calls. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and 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 again, he has times where he just reads from the Bible. And oh, just, really? Yeah, he just proclaims with oh. people. So, um, like, kind of like Todd Friel, where he goes to college. Yes, and, yes, and yes, like that, idea. like that. Um, so, so those are a few ways that you know you can preach the gospel. Um, I'll give an example of how I proclaim the gospel. Um, that way, we can just make it a, a bit more like informative as well mm-hmm. for whoever's listening. Um, so the way that I proclaim the gospel is the way that I've learned through um, Wretched Radio. They've had a huge influence on how I proclaim the gospel. Um, so anyways, I, I just look for opportunity, whether that's in relationship building or uh, for the most part, you know, just random people, just going up there and starting a conversation, saying who I am, um, you know, and, and then just jumping into it. Hey, listen, just being as blunt as possible. Listen, you know, have you have you heard of the gospel? Have you heard of the gospel of Jesus Christ? Or my favorite way to do it is just going out there and saying, Hey, listen, I know this is really really weird for me to ask, but if you were to die tonight, where do you think you would go? Mm-hmm. Um, of course, the answers are usually, um, you know, oh, I don't know, or I'm going well, that's to heaven. A, I'm going <laughs> to heaven for sure. And then um, again, uh, I kind of just lead the conversation so that we can get to uh, the question. Okay, if you think that you are going to heaven, um, do you believe that you are a good person, right? And 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 I ask that question, um, and of course they answer that question. And for the most part, people say yes, I believe I'm a good person. Um, and then with that, I will lead the conversation over to okay, if you believe you are a good person, uh, let's take you to the law of God and see if you are a good person according to mm-hmm. God. Run them through the law, and uh, lo and behold. Like They're all of us have, person. they are not a good person because they have violated God's law. Yeah. With that, you continue down showing them that the law is, you know, is what condemns them before a holy God. But explain to right, explain to them the character of God. Um, what does ex- that mean? Well, Which by explaining to them the character of God, you're not only showing them their sinfulness, but you're showing them the holiness of God. So you'll take them to the law. And you'll explain to them, so, okay, you think you're a good person, you think you're going to heaven, well, let's look at your face in the mirror of the law, you see that you're flawed, on top of that, let's look at the, at, at God's character in light of, uh, you know, in light of who he is, talk about the holiness of God, his purity, his removal from sin, he is totally removed from sin, he is in no way, shape, or form involved in sin, and, uh, basically, uh, lead them to, to see that God is holy and they are not. And then ultimately lead them to understand that um, that God uh, will judge sin, and they are sinful. They are completely sinful. Um, and then proclaim to them the the good news. Um, I usually ask right after I, I tell the person, you know, their their condemnation. You know what already the Bible has said that they will suffer, which is hell, eternal hell. Um, I, I ask them, do you think this is just? Do you think this is right? Um, I get mixed answers, but usually what I lead to that, why I lead there is because um, I think that it's important, important to let them know that God is not capricious, capricious rather. Um, he's not like just sending people to hell left and right for no reason. He's sending people to hell because he is holy and just and right. If I were to kill somebody and I go before the judge, the judge has to uphold the law. Why? Because he's a judge. He's a just judge. If he's an unjust judge, then he, does, he lets me go. But because he's a just judge, he will slam down the gavel and give me the time that I 
I have deserved. So in the same way, God will send them to hell. Of course, I lead them into the great news of the gospel that God, this just God, has also provided a way by which we can be forgiven. I give them Christ. And uh, I put it out there and say, I mean, ultimately, God is extending to you mercy. Will you take this mercy? Um, and uh, I lead them, you know, in a, in in a, a prayer. prayer. <laughs> no, no, I don't, I don't. I don't lead them in a prayer. And the reason why I don't do that mm-hmm. is because um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't need to lead them in any prayer. I, I don't need to lead them in any type of prayer. What, what I believe is true is that if that person is truly convicted, they're already being regenerated by the Spirit of God. And they don't need for me to lead them in any type of prayer. Not I think that just that. allows for false conversion. And so I would say, listen, what I'm pleading with you here is to cry out to God. Cry out to God on your own. Cry out to God that he might save you. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, that's usually how I proclaim the gospel. Um, and again, I learned that through Wretched Radio, Way of the Master Radio, kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's how I've learned and um, learned to preach the gospel. But some might say, well, is it really, does it really work? Is it really effective, Pablo? Do you know? <laughs> like, have you ever seen anybody saved? No. <laughs> no, I haven't. But that doesn't... Why? W- w- the reason why I haven't is because I'm not God. Mm-hmm. And I don't, think that, I don't think that I need to be walking around looking to see my saved souls, if you will. Well, so we know that we preach the gospel mm-hmm. um, and that we, of course, our job is to plant a seed, Right. And so I think the big issue that somebody would have with this mm-hmm. um, is, wh- wh- what do you mean? You know, you can't change, you know, their hearts. Um, what do you mean you can't convince somebody? You know, it's kind of, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's sort of like, uh, it's sort of like, well, there's got to be some convincing way. You know, if I give them enough facts, or if I give them like, oh, this is how you know ordered the Bible is, or this is how good God is, and I give them all the the pros and none of the cons, or whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know. Like, showing them that it's more worth it, that they just might change, you know? Yeah. And that leads you down to, of course, Arminianism, right? And thinking right. that um, our, 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 you know, our, you know, we can ourselves make the choice and say, well, you know, I'm convinced I'm going to change, you know? Yeah, I don't think that, again, I don't think that a person needs to be swayed or convinced I think that a person needs to hear the truth, and God will use that to proclaim, you know, to to regenerate them, to save them. I don't mm-hmm. think that the gospel necessarily carries like a power in and of itself, like a separate entity. Like, oh, whenever you speak the gospel, somebody's got to be saved because it's a power in of its own. I don't think that's the truth. I think the power is completely held in the fact that you're you're proclaiming the glories of God's gospel, what He has done through His Son, mm-hmm. and with that, God uses that, right? And through his spirit, regenerates a person. Huh. Um, so again, my concern is not trying to sway anybody. Uh, I'm, I'm literally just trying to be faithful and proclaim the gospel because I know that's what I'm, one, commanded to do, and two, that's how God saves people. Mm-hmm. Um, but, <clears throat> you know, some questions might come up like, okay, so so do I have to do it the same way that you do it? You know, do I have to, do I have to use it that, that same way? Well, no, I would no. say, no, not necessarily. You don't have to do it the same way that I do it or the same way that anybody does it. But yeah, I think... There's different times. Yeah, there's different types of ways. But I think that the essential things to have in your gospel, represent, in your gospel presentation hmm. are, one, the total depravity of man. Two, the total holiness of God. Three the judgment of God, and four, 
the mercy of God through Jesus Christ, the Savior. Mm-hmm. I think those four essential things are the things that I think, at least, and I see in Scripture, have to, I mean, must be there so that we might understand, um, you know, the, the, the gospel. The, the, those, those four things make up the gospel. Yeah. Um, can one of those things be, um, you know, uh, be uh, not lost, but can one of those things not be present and a person be saved? Okay, for all you guys that like to be, you know... Uh, it's probably only us, but... <laughs> right, right. For all you guys out there looking for holes in our argument, um, basically, uh, yeah, sure, I guess one of those things could be, because when you think about it, when you, when you see the holiness of God, you see that there's a need for a Savior. When you see the depravity of man, you see that there's a need for a Savior. When you see the Savior, you see there's a need for you to attach yourself to the Savior. Mm-hmm. So I understand that. Um, but again, I think that it is safe to say that the scriptures lead us to proclaim like, you know, like, uh, like, uh, Peter does in Acts, I think <sighs> Acts three. Yeah. He proclaims, you know, the death burial of Jesus Christ uh, and, and the ascension of Jesus and the depravity of the people who put him to death. Um, and so I, I think that those things really, really help. Mm-hmm. But, um, so let's deal with some of the objections to preaching the gospel. What do you mean? So some of the objections that I've encountered, at least, so are, are one of these, and I'll have you deal with it, right? Okay. So what if somebody comes up to you and says, no, no, I get you, Miguel. I think it's pretty cool that you come up, you know, you go out and you, you build relationships with people and proclaim the gospel to them. But I'm more of that Christian. I'm more of that kind of Christian that, you know, I just want to love people. I just want to love on people. You know what I mean? I just want to show them the love of Christ. And that's how they're going to they're gonna see a difference in my life, and they're going to say, what's the difference in that person's life? And so I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to love Jesus because these people are so awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, so I see what you're saying. Um, and I would highly disagree with that. Um, and the reason because is, A, most importantly, when Christ sends out people and says, hey, proclaim the gospel, he doesn't say, hey, proclaim the gospel with your actions. Mm-hmm. Um, and by that, I don't mean like, uh, you know, be loving and stuff like that. I, I just mean like, just living your life and supposedly out of some, somehow the gospel is going to come out, hmm. but the gospel is only going to come out if you tell them about it, you and know, if you speak. Yeah. So I, no matter how much I love somebody, um, if I don't tell them about the gospel, they're not going to know about the gospel, you know? And I'll add a little thing to it, a little, a little, uh, I'll piggyback a little bit on what you just said. True love, a Christian truly loving their neighbor who is lost and dead in sin it is to proclaim the gospel. gospel. Yeah. Um, if you do not do that, you are doing that person an incredible dis- dis- um, disservice. Mm-hmm. You know, you 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 hold the truth, and you 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 you, you know the truth, and you withhold that truth um, either from either because of fear or because you think that um, just your life should proclaim that. That that's a an incredible disservice. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think another one is, um, for me, uh, another one, another objection would be, um, I guess I would say, uh, you know, showing them just the love of God mm-hmm. and not necessarily the wrath, you know, because it would kind of like... Yeah. God has a plan for you. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like God that, has yeah. a plan for you. Yeah. Yeah. God loves you and has a plan for you. We so grew show, up... Yeah. Showing all the, uh, showing all the perks, right? Yeah. Um, but... Uh, to, to in a sense, make it appealing, but not showing uh, the wrath of God or the fact mm-hmm. that you will suffer for Christ or the fact that you know your life's not going to be perfect. You know, and so 
and so the reason why that is deficient as a gospel proclamation is because, um, I mean, you, you really think about it, what you're leading that person to see is, yes, God is great, right? But ultimately, because you don't proclaim the truth of the wrath of God, you make it out to be that there is one, no consequence to not trusting in Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, or two, there's no consequence to our sin. And so um, ultimately what you do is you, you, lead, you lead people to think that God is unjust and he's just going to let people off the hook. Mm-hmm. And that's deficient because that's one, not the truth. And two, the people are not informed well about the full character of God. Mm-hmm. Um, again, we can also be deficient on the other way when we only talk about the wrath of God and not the good news of Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, because of the fact that, you know, all you're talking about is the wrath of God and really no hope. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So, those are some objections that we've come across. Let me, I, I, I had an objection that I was thinking about before we is got it about on. prayer? Um, no, it wasn't about prayer. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah, I forgot which other objection. Maybe it'll come up in the conversation later. But anyways, so, again, did you have any, any, anything you wanted to add to that? I did. Uh, I sort of want to mention the whole prayer thing. Um, that's kind of like a big thing because... What do you mean by that prayer thing? Uh, so at the end of every, uh, the end of every conversation about Christ, you make a suggestion like, hey, you know, do you want to pray to Christ? Oh, sure. Like a sinner's prayer? Yeah. Um, even, I would even, I would even say in altar calls, um, I just feel like that's unnecessary. Um, mainly because it's A, most importantly, it's not biblical. Um, so we don't read any passage or anything about that about the sinner's prayer or more so even about um about having altar calls to be so you mean to tell me that when my pastor tells us all everyone at the end of the service bow your heads and close your eyes and uh tells everybody to lift up their hands if they want jesus and says i see you there sir i see you i see that hand back there i see that hand come on there's somebody else you mean to tell me that that's not in the bible that's not in the bible not in the really, Bible. yes, sir. That is not in the Bible. Wow. Yeah. So it's not. Uh, it's not necessary. It's not necessarily in the Bible. It's not at all in the Bible. Hmm. Um. And so, if we're doing something that's not in the Bible, and we're kind of in error. Hmm. Um. So it's not something that I would suggest. Uh, more so, even if you're, uh, in uh, even if you are proclaiming the gospel, it does, um, it it does mislead people again. Um, because then they'll start to think, okay, well, I did this prayer. It's like this ritual, you know? And so that's, that's how we as humans are. You know, we think we're, we're very ritualistic. So, um, usually like, okay, well, this is the way to do it. We're very religious, right? So, all right, this prayer is going to save me, right? It's not the fact that, uh, you know, I got a changed heart or it's not the fact that I genuinely meant this. It's more of the mechanical, you know, part of like, well, I'm going to do this prayer and then I'm going to be good. I'm going to be set. Uh, mm-hmm. And I know a couple of people like that, um, which is scary. Mm. Uh, so, um, so it's very not very helpful at all, um, and it's just not. You, you shouldn't do it. It's not unnecessary. Hmm. That's that, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, interesting what you just said. Um, it made me remember what the other objection that I was thinking about. Uh, the ob- the other objection 
Uh, sorry, I burped there. Uh, the other objection is the fear objection. So when 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 somebody you know comes to you and says you know you know I I, I think everything that you are saying is is great. Mm-hmm. I think that there are some, uh, and this is kind of like a twofold objection. So the first part is I think that some of you some of you guys are just gifted. Some Christians are just gifted. You know, to evangelize, and the other ones are just the ones that sit back on the side. And then the other objection is, well, you know, I, I think everything that you're saying is is fine and dandy, but I'm just I'm terrified, and I I'm, I don't know what to say. What about the objections? What about you know people asking me stuff I don't know about? Mm-hmm. So the first one is a really interesting one because I hear this a lot. You know, oh you you know you're just you're just that kind of Christian that you love to evangelize. <laughs> no, um, I oh, think that man, I think scary. there are there are people out there that are gifted genuinely with evangelistic gifting mm-hmm. um, that are evangelists. But we're all called, all of us in the New Testament are called to proclaim the truths uh, of of Jesus Christ, the gospel, the the good news that Jesus has come um, and, and has died in the place of those whom He has elected, uh, has provided mercy, um, and and even part of the gospel is the fact that. Jesus has provided mercy and grace for those whom he will never save, for just the general population population of people. Mm-hmm. He has brought mercies. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then, so, so, so the, the, the very interesting part about that first one is that we're all called. So the person who says that um, is one, you know, wrong because they think that, you know, you have to have the special gifting. And two... They're, they're really not looking at the fact that they have the Spirit of God and the command behind them and in front of them to proclaim the gospel to everyone, that everyone should be able to do it. Uh, the second objection is an interesting one as well because I meet a lot of people, I know very a lot of people close to me that are fearful to preach the gospel because they don't know what to, what to say, one. And two, they feel like they can't deal with rejection. They're like George and Marty McFly. You know, I I just, I, I don't know if I could deal with that type of rejection, you know? Um, and so the, 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 the really interesting part about that is that they, they really forget the fact that they have the spirit of God behind them, filling mm-hmm. them, um, you know, and, 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 and the command, whenever God gives us a command, he's commanding us to do something. He gives us the power and ability to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 and also, there are great resources out there as well. Even Wretched Radio has great resources that will just help you to not be fearful as much when it comes to proclaiming the gospel. Really, there's nothing to fear. There's, there's, there's really nothing to fear. Yeah, and, uh, and I would even say that... Um, I would even say that uh, fear is normal because um, I, I still get scared to just talk to a random stranger. Right. Um, and it's, I don't know, I, I still don't know what it is, but it just, it comes up, you know? Um, but, hey, you know, you just got to do it, you know? And so, uh, more so, um, the only way that you're going to learn how to evangelize is to do it. Yeah. <laughs> you can, there's no way around it. Uh, you're just, you're, you're, uh, the way you get better at it is by doing it, just doing mm-hmm. it on the street and just practicing and eventually you get better because people ask you questions and then you don't know the answer. And so you go find the answer and you say, oh, now I know the answer. Yeah. And nine times out of ten, people ask the same questions and they make the same statements yeah. all the time. And I think it's only like maybe once or twice where I get like a, a curveball and I'm like, ooh, I've never heard of that one hmm. before, you know. 
but it's basically the same thing, you know. People make, you know, random quotes from the Bible that they can't prove, and then you take out your Bible and you show them, ah, they don't know where it's at, you know. And then people say that they're a good person. So it's kind of repetitive, you know. There's a general population that just answer, you know, in the same way, and so that's how they are. So it's kind of, you'll you'll get the gist of it, and you're just like, okay, this becomes way easier. Not only that, um, your job isn't to convince people, you know. Um, I think that's what really made me scared about it. It was like, man, I, I gotta, you know, mm. convince people. Yeah. And, and I'm so used to having people like get mad at me about it that if they do, they don't get mad at me about it. I'm like, I did something wrong, you know, yeah. <laughs> but, but, uh, but my, but your job's not to convince people. All it is, is just to proclaim the news. And if they take it, okay. And if they don't take it, Hey, you know, that's between them and God. It's not your job, you know, to deal about, um, obviously pray for them and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I, I would just say that, you know, kind of eliminates the whole idea, you know? Yeah. So to bring it to a closing, um, to just bring it full circle, how, how, how do we do this? How the, our tens and tens of listeners would say, how, how do we do this? Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I get everything you're saying. How do we start this? Um, and so it, it's my, it's my greatest joy to just say, go out there, just Pick a watering hole. Pick a place. Even at your job, if your job allows you to, you know, um, go up to someone who you know is not saved and just ask them the question, do you know about the gospel of Jesus Christ? Um, and, and, and you'll see that it, it, the, the conversation will unfold in such a way that you'll be, you'll be able to just proclaim to them the good news of Jesus, that he has come to die in the place of those mm-hmm. who believe, who yeah. would believe. And so, um, yeah. is there studying to do? Yes. Go out there and, um, you know, study study the word first and foremost. Romans. Stud- study right. Romans. Romans <laughs> is a great book to start. Everything you know is in Romans. <laughs> yeah. It talks about the depravity of man, um, you know, the, the need for a savior, all of these things. Um, two, pray as well. And three, um, look for outside sources as well. Again, a great place to look is wretchedradio.com, the also wayofthemaster.com. Mm-hmm. You have other other websites out there as well. I know R.C. Sproul has some yeah. stuff. And know, even um, John Piper, John yeah. MacArthur. And, and there's uh, uh, another way to just get started is when I started, man, I remember. When I started uh, preaching the gospel at the malls, um, the way I got started was actually getting together with some guys at my church that actually did do evangelizing at the mall. Uh, I think it was like every Saturday or whatever. But we went. And so what I did was I came alongside people who already knew what they were doing. And so I watched them and seen how they did it. Um, and they gave me tips. And uh, the good part about it is um, I had the, the, the fear is uh, the, the biggest fear is like, well, what if I get to the question and I don't know how to answer it, you know? And you get, like, stuck, you know? Mm. And so the good part is that when I started and I got stuck or I was like, uh, I don't know what to do, they kind of, like, helped me out and they took over and they were like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll finish the conversation. Um, and, and, and then, I, I, you know, I was kind of like, okay. And so, um, and then little by little, I kind of, like, you know, got more of a hang of it and I got to talk to more people and stuff like that. And so it, it was really cool. Um, and so I thought that was very helpful. So you can find somebody that already knows how to preach the gospel, already knows about these things, and you can just go with them. And you can practice with them, and it'll be yeah. very helpful. That was helpful for me as well, just going out with a couple of guys who knew the gospel and just hearing the way that they would proclaim the gospel. Was that the first time you did it with Mike? 
No, 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 no. I had been many times before just proclaiming the gospel even in Florida. By yourself? At work. No, I'm saying like like cold calls, bro. Oh, like you go at work. That was cold call. Like I would go into uh, into into no way yeah into like yeah. the rooms and like into the rooms that's what I would do I would I would trade pass so I would I would oh, bring the food cool. into into yeah man I I literally preached the gospel to probably to thousands of people <laughs> that's I'm, amazing I, yeah I mean the Lord all glory all glory to the Lord but I was able to go in there for almost two years straight. And in, in the rooms that I felt were appropriate, you know, like a person yeah. not literally dying and like the, the people are like pumping their chest. But I'm talking about like customers, uh, not customers, but patients that were available. I just spark up a conversation about the gospel many times. Man, many times people just contrite heart and desirous to be saved. I mean, that, at least it looked like it. Yeah. And I pray that they would be saved, you know. Um, but ultimately, I, 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 I just cold called. So I, I've done it a lot. I had a lot of practice that way, and then I that's with, cool. with a couple of the friends here in, in Arizona, I was able to proclaim the gospel. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, I mean, and, and there's always room for more, man. Like, I, I for sure um, want to proclaim the gospel more and more and more. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, all praise and honor be to the, to the Lord, and um, yeah, that, that, that was my experience with that. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. I didn't, I didn't know that, guys. <laughs> I had no yeah. idea, so we're all new to this. Yeah. Um, so... So yeah, um, that's that's what we wanted to leave you guys with here today. Um, is again, you know, what is evangelism? You know, uh, how does it look like? What are the common objections, and how to deal with those objections? Um, and what's interesting is that next podcast we will deal with um, the follow up, like what to do after. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what 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 do you do when you talk to someone about the gospel, and then you see them two months later? Do you bring it up again? Um, so, cliffhanger there yeah uh, not not too much of a cliffhanger um, there needs to be excitement for, <laughs> for cliffhangers um, but anyways so that was our um, our uh, topic today this is what we wanted to bring to you guys it's a little lengthy it's 33 minutes um, we apologize for boring anyone today but I hope this was an encouragement to you guys um, we are you know hoping to record a few more podcasts here in this coming week and uh, be able to just you know put these out and encourage you guys but again uh, feel free to reach out to us at reform finger uh, well not reform finger but reformed thinker 16 at gmail.com that was reformed thinker 16 at gmail.com um, you can always reach us there send us any emails let us know that you're listening that would be encouraging <laughs> and uh Yeah. um, All right. God bless you guys and uh, praise the Lord. Go out into the world and proclaim the gospel.